Living in my disco, but your lungs are in Moshori. Get set to be blessed by the teaching ministry of Reverend Dampo Fredericks, the lead pastor of the City of Grace. Don't give up, sister. God, you know they sleep, you know they slumber. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, when Pastor Farms was leading us in that transition, I stood in worship to God and I hear the Lord say to me, do you remember that donkey that Jesus rode to Jerusalem? I said, Lord, I remember. He said, when they laid the gowns and their clothes and their palm branches on the road, he said, were they laying it for the donkey? I said, Lord, you know. He said, son, I'm asking you, you don't say you know. I said, Lord, they were laying it for Jesus. And he said to me, the donkey would have been very stupid to think they were laying the clothes for him. <laughs> Praise God. All that accolade, we gave it to Jesus. Yeah. Praise God. I am just an unprofitable, what? Servant. One that is called to serve God's people. Let's celebrate God one more time. Father, we thank you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Our pastor has informed us on Tuesday. I started a new uh, subtopic on the principle for godly prosperity. By this Sunday morning, I will have put an end to the teaching on financial prosperity. And I expect you to begin to prosper in everywhere you go in Jesus' name. So that by Tuesday, we begin to do songs of fire properly in Jesus' name. All right, so I will start a new teaching on Sunday, uh, tongues of fire. Exactly what the Lord laid in my spirit for that meeting. I'll begin to teach it from Tuesday. And I think it will take another four Sundays or so as the Lord will lead us. Praise God. Galatians chapter 6, 6 and 7. Galatians chapter 6, 6 and 7. Pastor Farms has preached it. I'm just going to water it and then we go home. Amen. Somebody's already excited. You say, I know Pastor is going to preach a short message. <laughs> Praise God. When Pastor says short, then it becomes very short. Amen. Tell your neighbor, are you still here? Ask him and say, are you still here? Say, return back home and you will be blessed. So the Bible said, let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Please give me that message translation. I didn't know we have it here. He said, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. Praise God. Amen. All right, so I was teaching on Tuesday. Okay, so be very sure now. You who have been trained to a self-sufficient maturity that you enter into a generous common life with those who have trained you. Are you seeing that? Sharing all the good things that you have and experience. I read it again. Take me back to six again. It says, be very sure now. You who have been trained. How many of you have been trained here? How many of you have been trained here? All right, he's talking to you. To a self-sufficient maturity. He said that you enter into a generous common life. In other words, enter into a generous covenant life with those who have trained you. He says, sharing all the good things that you have and experience. Say, I have. Say, I have. See, he didn't say share the things you will have. Hello? He didn't say share the things you are likely to have. He didn't say, begin to plan to share what you will have. He said, share what you will have. Tell somebody I have. Say, I have more than enough. Say, I have much more. All right, say, sharing what you already had. And now verse number seven, quickly, sir. 
Verse number seven, I have timed this message. He said, don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. What a person plants, in other words, what a person sows, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignores God. That is the word, ignoring God. Praise God. Give me verse number eight. Let me see how it concludes. Ignoring God. Harvest a crop of weeds. If you ignore God, you will have a crop of weeds. Praise God. All you will have to sow for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvest a crop of real life. And he said, eternal life. Now, most often than not, pastors have taught verse number seven. Out of context, praise God. But you see verse number seven in the New King James said, do not be deceived, God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. They have used that scripture to teach that if you sow sin, you will reap sin. If you sow this, you will reap that. But you see that scripture has been taken out of context. The scripture in verse number seven relates primarily with verse number six of that scripture. He said, let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who do all teaches. And then he went on to say, do not be deceived whatever a man sows that he's surely going to reap. Praise God. So, sowing and reaping is connected to verse number six. Amen. Praise God. Let me tell you boldly this morning that churches who sows into the life of their pastors prospers. Write it in your book. Churches who sows into the life of their pastors prospers. Churches who generously give to their pastors increases financially. They don't only increase financially, they increase numerically. They don't only increase numerically, they increase materially. If you honor what God honors, your life will be honored. Praise God. Why do they prosper? Because they prosper because they sow the right kind of seed. Are you listening to me? Honoring your pastor is honoring God and it is sowing the right kind of seed. And if you have read from that text, it says share what you have. Share what you have. You will have much more than you have if you learn to share what you have. The misconception we have and the teaching of the enemy that we have always believed is that I have too small. How can I give out of this small? I have so small that my pastor is more blessed than I am. How can I give it to him? Let me show you a story. There is a lady on my, the second floor of my building. Anytime you come to Turaki Ali House, I call her second floor boutique. She sells like five, five um, package shed wristwatches like three, sandals like four, you know, she's been doing that in the last three years. Anytime I climb the staircase, I say second floor boutique. She said, oh, pastor, welcome. And I look her straight in the face, I say, Koyo, so into my life so that you prosper. I'm telling you what I do. Every day I say, Soyo, put money in my hand so that you will prosper. You know what she tells me? She said, pastor, you're already a millionaire. I don't give money to millionaires. I give money to people who don't have. I said, Koyo, you don't have money, and I want you to have money, but you have to put money in my hand. I've told her severally. She has not caught it. I looked straight into her face, Koyo, put money in my hand so that you can make much more money. She said, Pastor, you are a millionaire. I cannot give you money. I said, the reason why you give me money is not because I need it. It's because you need the money. So put money in my hand. I have been praying. I don't know when she's going to get it.
Here, the second part. If your pastor gives you a thousand naira, he's not giving you because you don't have money. He's giving you that money so that it can multiply in your hand. Yeah, yeah. There are people out of humility, anytime I give them money, they run away. I will be quick to receive that money. Are you listening to me? When your pastor takes his money and gives to you, the money that comes into your hand, the idea is for you to put it into your own money so that your money can do what? Grow. The money that leaves his hand into your hand is blessed fund. And the idea is to triple that which you have. Praise God. Is somebody with me so far? Is somebody still with me? So you don't give what you are going to get. It is good to say, Pastor, when the Lord blesses me, I will bless you. But what are you doing with what you have? Last week, Sunday, Tuesday, when I finished preaching on Wednesday, a young lady sent me a recharge card of 200 naira. And I said, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Now I was excited. Do you think I was excited because she sent me 200 naira charge card? No. I was excited because she caught something and she has started to practice what she caught. At the time she sent me that recharge card, I had up like 1,800 naira in airtime. So it wouldn't make much difference, praise God. But the joy I have is that somebody caught something and somebody is already walking in that path. Hallelujah. So any church that gives to her pastor prospers, the same way individuals sow is the same way a church is supposed to sow. So assembly who don't take care of their pastor don't prosper because they don't sow the right seed. Praise God. Church is sow seed the same way individuals sow. So the city of grace is expected to sow seeds. So seed into the life of our pastor. Hear me and hear me well. There is nothing wrong if on a Sunday morning the church wakes up and says, this service in the whole one month, we have not blessed our pastor. We will take an offering for our pastor. Not only on his birthday. And that we are planning for your next year birthday. We will give you a Jaguar. No. <laughs> no, it just take one month. Just say this morning, this message has been awesome. Let me tell you something that will amaze you. Sometimes you think if you don't, you need to get instruction from pastor to do it. No, somebody just need to hear God and say, Lord, we have been in the same spot for too long. Is there something we need to do? Break the dice, break the ice and be blessed. He said, take an offering for your pastor. You as an individual can get to a place that you think you have talk and you take an offering for your pastor. That is what I do. When I get to a point that I feel financially, I feel like I'm stuck, I do what? I take an offering to a servant of God. Praise God. Listen, there are things that the prayer of faith can do. There are things that seeds of faith cannot lose. There are times you need the prayer of faith to get out of where you are. There are times all you need is a seed offering. It might be your last. It might be sacrificial, but give it out so that you can break loose. There has never been a time that I've experienced financial breakthrough by faith that is disconnected from seed faith. Please don't forget that. You think things are tight for you, take out a sacrificial offering, give it. You need that job desperately, take out a sacrificial offering. You need that business to go to the next level, take out a sacrificial offering. Sometimes you will need to take the plasma TV in your house and go sew it out. Say, I've been watching enough TV, I need somebody to watch me now. How many of you know that sometimes we spend too much time watching people that are making money? Ronaldo, Messi, Messi, Messi. Messi. 
a man will kick his wife on the dining table because he is watching Messi. And every move Messi takes on the pitch, some pounds fall into his account. Even when the man falls down because of a rock attack, a rough attack, money enters his account. If the man wakes up and begins to jog in the pitch, money is entering his account. But you, you prefer to sit down and be like, Rona, Rona, Rona. I even hear some young men fight each other because of their favorite. They said, Ronaldo is the best keeper in the world. No, so he's a Messi. No, no. Then another man like Pastor Dampo come from the back. He says, it's Maradona. It's Maradona. Take that TV, go and drop it as a sacrifice. Praise God. He who has an ear will hear what the Spirit says to the church. So the answer to why we are not blessed is tied to what we do and how we treat our pastors. Listen, if you discover that you are in the same place for two, here, there are people in this church, I have watched you in the last three years since you've been with me, and I've seen you grow financially. I can point one, two, three people that have stepped into my life in the last three years and have seen their growth level. Then there are those that have been with me in the last three years. I can't point anything towards them. If you have been with me in the last three years, you're supposed to go from what? Glory to glory. Your starting point in the city of grace is glory. Your end point is what? Glory to glory. Daily you're rising. There should be no stagnancy in your life. No stagnancy in your life. You believe you are blessed and then you take steps of faith to be blessed. Praise God. So when you get to that point that new things are not happening, you ask God, why am I still here? Why am I still here? Why am I still here? Yesterday I was talking to my wife in the evening. She didn't understand my frustration. I said, this is not what I bargained for. Praise God. So you think you are the only one who is thunder. There are times I tell myself, this is not what I bargained for. This is not where I want to be by now. In four years, the city of grace is not supposed to be here. Lord, what is the next thing we need to do? What is the next thing we need to do? Four weeks ago, I was praying. I said, Lord, give me a million naira because I need to take it and break the yoke, the stagnation that is upon this house. Give me a million naira. I don't want a million naira to spend it on new suits. I need our millionaire to go and give a mind of God that I see he do what exactly the Lord is asking me to do. Here, sometimes you see a man do what you want to do. How to get to where he is is to take a seed offering and go and give him. I need to say it again. Say, Lord, break every greed. Say, say, Lord, break every greed over my life in the name of Jesus. Say it again. Say, Lord, break every greed over my life in the name of Jesus. You have something that you can give. It's just that you don't want to give it. Two sons from the same mother, one Esau, one Jacob. God said to Esau, he said, when you are tired of this yoke, then you will break it. <laughs> In other words, you will take a step. You will not only pray. You will not only confess, you will take some step to breaking it. Sometimes you get to close that account that all you have in that account is 3,677 naira. Then give it to God. I was in a church one time, I won't mention the church, and then Reverend Yinka Yusuf came from Lagos, and then he was raising an offering, 
for the pastor. And I sat in that church and I got tired. All my life, everything was tied. Everything that I knew was tied. Me and my wife were living in a two-bedroom that if it's raining, we will have to tiptoe before we go out. We were learning how to dance waltz. <laughs> I said, Lord, I'm tired. Every day I would take my car and come to refinery junction to fetch water to go home. I said, Lord, we can't continue like this. So he was raising an offering of 50000 And all the money I've saved till that point in my life was about 45700 And I stood up. I wrote my name. I went out in the morning on Monday. I withdrew all that money, scripted 47, and I brought it to the pastor. I said, Pastor, I pledged 50,000 naira yesterday. But what I have right now is 47,000 and some coins on it. Please, could you accept this and give me one week to bring the balance to make it 50,000 naira? I gave that money and went home. What happened a few weeks after that will amaze you. My wife sits here. A single sacrifice. Do you know that me and my wife, in one week, we used 650,000 naira to renovate our sitting room after that period? Let me share with you. We had 600,000 wanted to buy a plot of land in Angwembije New Extension. When we got there to pay, the woman said, no, we should give 10% to our brother-in-law. We entered our car and turned back. We went to town and bought a set of furniture, the first expensive furniture in our life, 260,000 naira, brought it home. Changed our cotton, bought rug, bought, TV, bought brand new TV. And when we entered the sitting room, we didn't want to go out to visit any person. We wanted to just sit. You know, I'm a bush boy. I will come out from the bedroom in the night and open the curtain and just look. Say, is this my house? And go inside. I pray for you that this week you will make a decision to change that financial status. What I am teaching you is not what I hear. It is what I have experienced. It is what I am experiencing. It is what I am doing. I am wearing a wristwatch that has cost me a fortune. If after this service, I walk into a meeting and I see somebody who does something that touches my heart, I know within my knower that this is the least of the wristwatches I will ever wear. I will remove it from my hand and drop it as an offering. Are you listening to me? The shoes on my leg, they cost me a fortune. They are a birthday gift. I wear them once in three months. See them. If I get into a place and I discover that I need to step into another level in my work with God and in my finances with God, it will not cost me anything to remove it and look for bathroom slippers and go home. What is the idea? Sacrifice. Tell somebody I have something. So honor God by esteeming, by honoring and obeying his word. 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse number 13. 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse number 13. The Bible said, Therefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father will walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, Far it be from me. For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. 
Put me in the message translation. Therefore, this is God's word. The God of Israel speaking. I won't say that you and your ancestral family will be my priest indefinitely. But now God's word, remember, there is no way this can continue. I honor those who honor me and those who scorn me, I demean. In other words, if you have disregard for what God disregards, God disregards you. He disregards. Child of God, we can't go far. If we choose to demean what God honors, hallelujah. So we honor God by doing his word. What does he say in his word? He said, honor those that I have decided to honor. Praise God. Honor the gift that I sent you. So remember your pastor and his wife at Christmas. Remember them. I've sat this house for three years now. No member has brought me rice and chicken on Christmas Day. If you have brought me food, raise your hand. Mommy, Philemon bought me goat two years ago. Stand up, let them see you. Stand up. You must stand up. Stand up. I command you to stand up. In the name of Jesus. Huh? Two years ago. Two, two years ago. Huh? Two, three. This two years. Three. Two years. How does it that? So what is that? I might have a list. <laughs> I saw a big goat in my house. When she left, I nearly cried. I was like, what have I done to deserve this blessing? But the remainder of you, you ate your rice and chicken and chinch in your house. Say, if pastor wants to eat, let him come to our house. If another pastor comes here and wants to teach this, I'll tell him, please don't teach it. It is me who will teach this truth. Praise God. Show them love in their bad days. Don't just send text messages. Some of you just put my picture on Facebook. We all know you, sir. <laughs> but we are keeping our money in our pockets. The daddy of all daddies. The sweetest of all the pastors. My super dapper daddy. <laughs> my honk honk daddy. <laughs> my dangai daddy. Daddy, I will love you even when tomorrow comes. I know. But send me some suits. <laughs> Praise God. Say to yourself, God prospers me and I be a blessing to my pastor. Say, God prospers me. Not God will prosper you. Say, God prospers me and I'm a blessing to my pastor. Listen, it starts with that decision. It starts with that decision. It starts with that decision. Praise God. You know, there are people here in the last one month that brought me Zobo every Sunday and every Tuesday. Somebody says, ah, it's Zobo they are bringing you. But you see, after a while, instead of bringing Zobo, they will begin to bring something different. They are just bringing Zobo. I remember in ministry, me and my wife, we used to attend. She served there. I didn't serve there. I was only following her as follow, follow. Praise God. My wife, when she entered that church, she made a decision that from today, henceforth, every drink that a pastor would drink in church, she was going to provide it. Her resources were small, but she had made up. Sometimes I would drive her to town to buy them in wholesale, and every of that Sunday, she would bring them six pack. It's not more two. I'm sure a container of that drink there was over 250 or something. One. What was she doing? Laying a proper foundation for her prosperity. Silas used to give me a drink until he got married. That is why I used to ask, is his marriage a blessing to me? <laughs> Don't tell Auntie Esther, she will slap me. He used to give me a drink. He used to give me Chivita 3 every Sunday. Now I don't even see Chi. Don't want Vita. 
But before he got married, all his money was ending in my house. I know if I don't drink juice in a week, that Sunday is coming. Every rice in my house must be watered down with chivita. So much more that my daughter, Divina, said, Daddy's favorite drink is chivita. She thought I was buying it. But when the man said, I do, to Sister Esther, my chivita went through the window. <laughs> now they give me only water. It's only a four man shall not live by chivita alone. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Do you know that if I call you on a Monday morning, I say, send me 10,000 right now. It is not because I really needed 10,000. There's a person who used to come to this church. One day I call him and his wife. I say, sit down, sit down. And I say, I want you to put 50,000 naira in my hand before the end of next week. Is it possible? He say, yes, sir. Do you have the money? He say, yes. I say, give me that 50,000 in two weeks. I need the money. He stopped coming to church. He stopped. 50,000 naira. Between you, me, and God, when I told him to give me 50,000 naira, I had that 50,000 maybe like 20 times. I had it. I didn't need it. I needed to take that money and give his wife. I needed to take the money from him and give it to his wife. Pray over it and say, take this money. Let it benefit your house. So if your pastor say, give me money, don't, if it is your last, send it quickly. One day Silas was coming from Katia. He said he was coming. He said, Daddy, I want to come and see him. I said, don't come if you don't have 10,000 naira. Even some of you, that is the last you come to this church. Yes, I can pastor say, I I said, don't come to my office if you don't have 10,000. When he entered, the first thing he did was he dropped the envelope. I said, thank you, God bless you. What do you want now? He said it. I said, use your money to continue the rest. If he does not understand covenant, he will think this man is trying to use me. When he brought that 10,000, I had my money in my wallet. I had my money. I said, I want to eat this boy's money. Hello? had my money. I spent his money and I was happy. Salas, you will tell them, don't worry. Between that period and now, I know how much money has entered his hand. When he gave me that money, he didn't have fence in his house. He was living in an open house. The last time I went there, I was shocked. There was fence, there was gates. I can even park my car there and I'm going on vacation. His sitting room had gone to another. He had a kind of chandelier that I don't have now in my house. Every giving takes you further when it's to your pastor. Every giving takes you further when it's to your pastor. Every giving takes you further when it's your pastor. Don't wait to get. Start from where you are. 100 naira, 200 naira, 1,000 naira, a loaf of bread. Blue band, a bottle of drink, one necktie. It can start from Kaswambachi. That's not your business. The most important thing is that you have given to him. It can be a pair of shoes made in China. It can be bathroom slippers. You are starting somewhere. There is a life that you are living, and I want to live that life. It starts from there. 
I was ministering somewhere in Zaria. I was sharing my testimony. By the time the church finished dropping money, I was asking, were they giving this money to me or to God? They heard testimony. I have been receiving text messages from places I've gone to teach. Pastor, I want to be like you. I want to have your testimonies. Maybe on Tuesday, I'll read a text somebody sent to me. In one meeting I attended, and I was preaching in that meeting, and the Lord laid in my heart. He said, I have prepared this lady. She's come of faith, and she wants to receive all that. I think I went with my wife in that meeting in Zaria. And I woke up to her and said, all that you have ever desired, all that you are hearing right now, and the Lord said for me to tell you, it is time for you to receive. Stretch forth your hand. You can't continue like this. You can't continue. Your life will not go meaningfully. If you don't understand to honor what God's honor. Let me share something with you. I love Pastor Chris Oyakilomi so very much. I'm sure that if I was not here, maybe I'll be serving as a pastor in Christ's embassy somewhere. Pastor Chris is one of the strict disciplinarian that I know as a minister in this nation. Christ's embassy is different from any pastor and any church in this nation. The man talks sweetly, nicely, like he will not hurt a fly. But when he has business and leadership meeting, your phone cannot even ring. You see, the prosperity in that church is tied to honoring them. And I can tell you here on this movie before God, I line up. There is no ministry in this nation that honors the man of God like Christ embassy. Do you know that you can never say Pastor Chris is wrong? When, when Anita left him, none of them opened their mouth to say our pastor is alone. I was speaking with my former boss, he's a pastor. I said, Pastor, please, can you tell me something about Pastor Chris, your pastor and his wife? He said, Pastor, now we cannot discuss that. He said, whatever you hear from the multimedia platforms are lies. If you go to Amen. So those in leadership should ensure that a pastor is well provided for. Is a seed you sow. Tomorrow you will reap it. Praise God. You know, Christ Embassy is one church that all the other pastors deal with tithes as led by their spirit, not by Pastor Chris. You know why? Because the pastors honor their set man. Do you know if Pastor Chris is having a meeting, all he does is he tells all the pastors how much they are to send to Lagos. He calls his partners. He says, I want to raise three billion naira for the next meeting. And then he goes to sleep. How they raise that money, he does not know. He does not go to say, oh God, oh God, oh God. His followers do the word, oh God. He goes to pray and study the word so that he can come and minister. If Pastor Chris wants to come to Kaduna, all he does is that I'm going to preach in Kaduna, get me the largest stadium, furnish it, this is my standard, this is the stage, see you on that day. So every week they give him progress report. If I tell you now that I want plasma TV, one here, one here, some of you leave church till after I buy the plasma, then you come back, Pastor Cassia, the Munda. <laughs> Every 
taxing on your finances from your pastor is made to lift you up. Anytime your servant takes from you, it is not to deprive you, it is to exalt you. Your pastor comes to your house and eats your plate of indomie. He has not come to reduce your last meal. He has come to intrude your pantry. If he calls you in the morning and says, I want to eat breakfast and I'm coming to your house by 8 a.m. and I want two eggs, two indomie, one bottle of Coke. Don't say, Pastor, it's only one no, and it's for my last child. Do it first and say, Lord, we will, we will do it and then we will die. Praise God. January 2019, as God leaves, we will begin to put pillars for the main auditorium of the city of grace. I've been confessing it. I've been having sleepless nights. I've been asking God, Lord, the people that sit under me, prosper them. Cause them to begin to prosper. Open doors for them. But at whatever cost, by that January, why people are saying there is no money, there is no money, the city of grace will be planting pillars for the main building. Amen. Say amen. Amen. And say, Pastor, I will not say amen because I don't know where I will get money to give up. Now, either by one or by few or by many, the Lord will do what he will do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Here, by next year, the number of people who sit in church will triple. Yeah. It will triple. The prayer, I said, Lord, every day bring them in their tens, in their twenties, in their hundreds, and in their thousands. As we begin to put these pillars on ground, you will begin to see new people, strange people, will begin to walk into this place. Lord, I don't... All right, so... How many of you know that if your pastor is tattered, it is a shame to the church? You know, there are times you see a pastor and then he does not look like what a pastor should look like. There are people who believe that the poorer a pastor is, the holier he is. We lost a neighbor, the neighbor lost his son. And yesterday while we were talking, somebody came from the village and said, ah, the inner zone, while I was coming, the pastor was going to the farm. So I said, why will a pastor go to the farm? Are you listening to me? The pastor is from somewhere down the Kulu side. He said, as I was coming, I saw the pastor. He's your father's friend. He was going to the farm. I said, why will a pastor go to the farm? But you know that some people will prefer their pastor farming and farming and farming. Some people don't like the idea that their pastor is on full time. It's lazy man. He wakes up, eats, eats his breakfast. Then he'll come and be telling us, just says the Lord. We will go and suffer and then we'll not carry our money and come and give him. The Lord will judge all of you. <laughs> Pastors who are on full time, they have more opportunity to do the ministry 100%, much more than pastors who work. They have time to rest more. They have time to pray more. They have time to study more. They have time to obey more. But if you see a pastor who does many other things to serve you, he's worthy of what? Double honor. Yeah. 
He runs to his office, tries to make more money so that he can give and support people who are in school. He returns by afternoon to study the word and pray in the spirit so that he can come. Sometimes he comes to church, he's physically tired, but he must preach the word. Then he returns and wakes up 2 a.m. to study because he must hear God. They are worthy of double honor. Praise God. So don't be in that class and say, ah, these pastors, they are just stealing our money. No, no pastor does that. Praise God. So, anytime you hear a man tell his pastor, pastor, you preach faith, so live by faith. The person does not understand faith. Are you listening to me? But I've had church members say, ah, pastor, if you are preaching faith, you should, you should live by faith. Everything has its area. Praise God. Romans chapter 7, 13, verse 7, as we close. Romans 13, 7. Romans 13, 7. He said, render therefore to all their due. Did you see that in your Bible? Render therefore to all their due. Tax to whom tax are due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. Do we have them in the message? Okay. Fulfill your obligation as a citizen. Pay your tax. Pay your bill. Respect your leaders. In this context, respect your word your pastor. Faith is based on the knowledge of God's word. An occasional offering and gift does something to your pastor. And I can break that down. Mrs. Hillary is here right now. If you go home after service and then your husband is not at home, maybe assuming he traveled to Abuja and then he returns in your absence and then on your dining table he leaves a note and then two, two boxes wrapped with Gift wraps, praise God. And then he leaves a note and he said, I have never loved you less than I loved you when I first met you. Somebody writing it down. You will send it to your girlfriend after service. Allah, my pastor said something. They will now put your name. Collins. Then she sees it with a pink. African woman don't appreciate flower. Don't you flower? Honey? She quickly sees the flower. She put it quickly. She also see the box. Then she opens the box and sees jewelry, customized jewelries, matching laces, beautiful Italian shoes and bags. Do you think if the man is returning in the evening, he will say Karkeshi and Kuka? No, talk back to me. Miss Hillary, and look, even if it's your husband's favorite, you will deny him. Say, well, lie over like a chip. You will eat Koslo. Is it Koslo they call it? You find wine. You will garnish the table. Then you will be eager waiting for his car. Once you hear say Babunku Yadao, you know there's a way women call Babunku and they will say Babumu. When you when you please a woman, you say Babumu Yadao. When you displease her, Babunku Yadao. <laughs> Did I abuse somebody? No, I'm only showing you the way. Babunku Yadao. Am I when you please say, Praise God. Occasional gift does something to your pastor. The same way it does something to your wife. The same way it does something to your girlfriend. Praise God. Somebody say amen. Amen. So a pastor who does not teach his church about tithes, offering, and care for their pastor robs the church. If I don't tell you this truth, I am robbing you. Always give God something to work with. If you sow nothing, you will reap nothing. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. He said, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Which one will you prefer to sow bountifully? Child of God, you can determine the test 
and the quantity of your harvest. You can determine the texture and the quantity. In other words, you can determine the quality and the quantity of your harvest. It's not up to God. You have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, but it is your responsibility to bring them into corporeal, tangible reality. Oh, pastor, nobody is promoting me. Anytime it's promotion, it passes. I'm speaking to my wife now. Give me an offering and expect the promotion. You know, the people that are finding out to bless their pastor, my pastor's wife. My wife is overdue for promotion. She said, they promote everybody. They didn't promote me. I just said, hey, they'll promote me. Take out an offering. Say, I've been, I've been due for promotion, but nothing is coming. But you are my pastor. Now I'm putting this seed in your hand. As God honors you, may he honor me in this season. Listen, they don't have to promote everybody the same time every year. General, you know, you know, there's a time for promotion every year, right? God can break protocol. Instead of promoting people in June, they will single you out, you alone, and promote you in January. So it has never happened. Director say, promote her. I couldn't sleep last night. Where is she? She's in Canada, promote her. In the same country, the same company, the same state where people have been demoted, God can single you out. Why? Because you choose to honor that which is he chooses to honor. Praise God. So honor to whom honor you. If you can go, if you can't go to a bare field and reap tomato because you haven't sown, there is no way you can reap harvest from where you have not sown. Praise God. It is what you sow that you reap. You can reap what you sow. I can show you this is what the word says. You can reap what you, what you sow. You can use faith principles all the time to reap if you haven't sown a seed. Listen, God wants to give you miracle money, but after a while, miracle money will cease. He will expect you to do or to begin to live by his financial biblical principles of prosperity. Praise God. So if you want a bountiful crop, you have to sow bountifully. Luke 6:38. As I close, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your, your bosom. He said, But with the same measure that you use, it will be measured to you. So if you are giving small, small, your harvest will be what? Small, small. If you give large, painful sacrificial harvest, you will expect it. Oh, I'm tired of this job. You haven't resigned. You haven't given a sacrificial offering. Why not wait till the end of the month? Take that whole offering and give it out as sacrifice. Lord, I'm tired of here. I want a multinational job. Some of you, you work in construction companies, work as salesmen. You're tired of it. You need a major break in life. You take the last offering and say, Lord, I want to get out of here. Some of you, you work in a place that you don't, you're not excited about. You live in a house you're not excited about. Say, I'm taking this offering and I'm placing it in my man of God's hand because I need a major break. Nobody honors what God honors and is dishonored at the end of the day. Nobody. Nobody. Praise God. So if you want the bountiful crop, you have to sow bountifully. If we obey the word, we will reap 
its many benefits. If we obey the word, we will reap its what? Many benefits. Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments. What did I say? All his commandments, which I, Pastor Dan Paul, command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above the tribes of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. The Lord bless you, the Lord increase you, the Lord multiply you and cause his face to shine upon you daily in the name that is above every name. Rise to your feet, God bless you. Praise God. Let's open your mouth, give God thanks for what you have heard this morning. Say, Lord, I thank you. I receive your word. I receive your word. I receive your word. See, all these blessings will come down on you and spread out beyond you because you have responded to the voice of God, your God. Hallelujah. Say, Lord, I believe I receive your word and I respond to your word that is able to save me. And I thank you for the efficacy of your word. I give you all the praise in the name of Jesus. Stretch forth your hands towards me as I pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, as your son in this house, I ask, O oh God, that your blessing will rest upon every of your son and daughter in the name of Jesus. I ask, O oh God, that you will continue to increase your children as they begin to obey the voice that you have sent over them and to watch over them. Lord, I decree and declare that none shall be small in this house in the name of Jesus. I decree that this house shall not be few in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray over this house, Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse number 11, the blessing of a thousand times more in the name of Jesus. Lord, that we see little and see great increase come to them naturally and effortlessly in the name of Jesus. Today, I decree over your life that in blessing you are blessed in multiplication you will multiply and through you the nations of the earth shall be blessed the least among you shall be greater than the least in every other company in the name of Jesus that the power of the sovereign God go before you opening doors for you in the name of Jesus I decree that your weak is blessed in the name of Jesus you are preserved from every work of the enemy in the name of Jesus I activate the covenant of divine prosperity and provision and protection over your life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because it is done. We give you all the praise and all the glory. For Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church says, Amen. And I hear better, Amen. And I hear glorious, Amen. Hello. I'm sure you have been blessed by the message. We would like for you to join us every Sunday by 8.30 a.m. at the City of Grace, Karuga Road, Kamazu, Kaduna South. God bless you richly and enjoy grace.